Welcome, Star Warriors, to this Legends podcast, something that was supposed to happen last week, but we talked about Thrawn, me and Chris, and now we're regrouping to talk about what is now Star Wars Legends. I've got Moses, Chris, and Rocco with me, and we've got some great things to talk around Legends content. Hey, everybody. Hey. Hello, hello. Smaller group, a little more intimate for the Star Warriors. It's kind of nice. Rocco, I don't know if you want to go on describing that a little bit more. No, in the, in the green room before we we started, I said this, you know, it's very intimate. The real sexual vibe in here. But let's talk about Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> so we got a few questions about Legends. And my first one right off the bat is what is your favorite Legends content? It can be a video game. It can be a book. I know we all come from to Legends from a different place. I'm just getting into it. I know Chris has a deep history with it. Rocco, you bring more video games. Moses, I'm, I'm not really sure where you come from with Legends. <laughs> um, right off the bat, I can tell you probably my favorite content is the Darth Plagueis book, but KOTOR and the campaign around it not only the game, but the comic book series that got released and how it ties into Tales of the Jedi is quickly coming up as my favorite Legends content. So let me start at the top of my order. And Chris, what's your favorite Legends content? Man, I like on the Thrawn episode, I talked about I was pretty young when I got into the EU, uh, probably 12, you know, around that age. And there's so much to pick from and I don't want to like talk that much about Thrawn because we already did that. Anybody else is free to mention that, but that could probably dominate at least most of this podcast for me, but I'm going to mention a couple books that I really loved and they were the tales from books. There was tales from the Jabba's palace, tales from Maz Eisley and also tales of the bounty hunters. And so they were just anthology books and different authors definitely ones that wrote you know on in different books throughout the eu and which was nice to actually read a short story by them but those kind of stories really just were the best for me because sometimes you get a little convoluted when you're trying to fit a bunch of canon together and it's nice to step outside like we are now with visions you know and and what if and different things like that that you know let you know let them play in the sandbox a little more and I just, I love those books. I don't know if you guys ever, ever read any of those or you should, honestly, they're awesome. I have not though. Those will probably make my list. Yeah, absolutely. I think my favorite is the Jabba's palace one. Uh, it's my favorite sequence in star Wars ever. And just reading more about the Denzians of, you know, his, his palace is interesting. So are they a bunch of short stories, kind of like the canon um, from a certain point of view? that like all take place in well certain point of view takes place within an episode of star wars one of the movies but these take place at like the cantina or something yeah so they the java one from what i can remember takes place at different times like there's one about malachi the rancor keeper and how they they came about the rancor now we just learned in new can it's it was in the bad batch right but this this was a different story, which was neat because it also touched on that character who was, you know, just sobbing in, in Return of the Jedi. Didn't really play much of a part. It was kind of a weird, weird character. But um, so that that was kind of like a prequel into 
you know, post, you know, like losing his, losing his best friend and stuff. Um, the Maz Eisley Cantina one, I think my favorite one was like the one that there's that guy who's sitting at the bar and he's like smoking like a hookah or a <laughs> vape thing. And he's all weird in the face. Um, that dude actually eats brains. He's like a evil, an evil, uh, like assassin who goes in and, and sucks people's brains out with that mechanical thing and eats them, I think. I maybe get too deep on that, but yeah, there's there's some wild stuff. And it's just like when there was no Star Wars content and you're reading these stories about the characters that you saw just in the background of the of the holy trilogy, you know, it's they were pretty neat. Awesome. Moses, we're gonna swing over to you. Um, well, unfortunately, my history with Legends isn't that uh, in-depth. I do remember Shadows of the Empire, the book and the game, which I held close. I never got to play Coder, which I regretted, but uh, while I was planning on trying to figure out a way to play it now, even though it's outdated, fortunately, there is the new remake coming out. Um, so I would have to say though, uh, one of my favorites is one of the comic books. I'm pretty sure it was Dark Horse. Um, it was Tales of the Jedi, uh, the Sith War, and it had to do with like two former Sith that uh, former Jedi that became Sith and then they took over Mandalore. So it kind of had like everything the old Republic, the Sith, the Jedi, the Mandalorians. And uh, yeah, no, that was that was a good series, and I just remember it like it's sticking out in my head. So that's that definitely. must be volume two because Chris has been so nice to send me volume one and volume two, and I have completed volume one, but do and not remember that it. story. <laughs> no, it, it's fine. It's from like 1993. You, <laughs> it's past spoiler time. Um, but on a side note, for kotor if you have not played yet um first of all it's coming out on switch if you have the yep. nintendo switch second like of the all, original uh yes. yeah the port the port of it second nice. of all um you have the playstation right yep do you have the ps4 yeah your controller will bluetooth sync with a tablet if you have one yeah Chris it's was telling on me tablet and so how i, was... I played it absolutely amazing i don't think i can play it on the big screen it's just like way too outdated and then i tried no. playing on a tablet but the screen controllers were horrible and then chris mentioned that so i was going to do that but i mean if i can get it on the switch that's even better isn't it yeah. coming to ps5 too um the remake is <clears throat> okay yeah, i don't okay. see that's the original coming to ps5 i I'll bought it remake. on tablet could not play it with those horrible on-screen yep. controls and then once i got the ps4 controller sunk i beat the game in like a week yeah, I found it strange yeah. that it wasn't coming to like PlayStation or Xbox, the the um the port, just just switch. It was kind of kind of a weird announcement. Very weird announcement. Maybe it'll maybe it got a little exclusive there and then it'll it'll go elsewhere. Good to know uh, though, yeah. I'm definitely gonna pick it up on the switch when it when so yeah, go me through too. it. That way I can compare it to the remake. I can't wait to read the other Tales book because I'm finding in reading the KOTOR comics that they brought the Tales content into it. So it'll be interesting to see if anything from the second volume makes it into the comics for KOTOR. Sweet. I wanted to mention something. I There was something else that I really liked about uh, EU, and that was Kevin J. Anderson's Jedi Academy trilogy. 
and this one's this one's in relation to what we're talking about here with with uh the old the old uh Chelsea Chelsea Jedi and whatnot but Exar Kuhn <laughs> makes a re- makes a return in that um and he's he's like um a ghostly esque you know dark side bad guy uh and it's it's amazing and I love that trilogy and just just to tie back to that uh just kind of you know the threads that tie the EU together <laughs> Yeah, because yes. I mean, in, in in the Sith War, it was XR and Ulith. Ulith Keldroma. Yep. Yep. So, so, yeah. What is it? The end of Volume One. We get introduced to those characters, I believe. Um, because I haven't started Volume Two yet, but I know who those characters are from Volume One. Okay. So, are they Sith in the where you're at, or are they Jedi? No, they are still Jedi. Um, they, had had to deal, they have had to deal with a Sith threat, and they are still Jedi. Nice. At that time. Rocco, we'll hop over to you. Favorite <clears throat> Legends content? Um, so I have to start. 1997 was my epiphany into Star Wars. Um, I was like 9, 10, 11, kind of in that area. Um, but that was like a big deal. I was consuming everything Star Wars, Star Wars, this Star Wars, that. And it started with the fact that the movies had been re-released in the theaters. The special edition movies were re-released in 1997. And I must have gone to the theater so many times. They knew me by like first name basis going to the theater. <laughs> and it was just repeated, repeated, repeated. And again, anything that was Star Wars, I was consuming so I remember my father took me to his uncle's um, bookstore that still exists, Small World Books in, in Rochester, um, right in the city. Um, it's a little bookstore. And my father took me there. And I remember seeing this hardcover, beautiful hardcover book. And I was like, Shadows of the Empire. What is this? And there's books what like there's more star wars and this is back when it was extended universe and it was it was inc- i must have read that book three or four times over front page to back page and then for my birthday that year someone got me the shadows of the empire game guide remember the game guides you would get oh, yeah. i even own the game i remember getting the game guide and being like okay this is useful. so right. So I would read through it and I would just be like, I, I wish I had this. <laughs> so I remember I had to save up all my like allowance money and like any money I could scrounge up before I finally bought it. I remember just like leaving media play and like, yeah, right. Deep cuts right there. Deep cuts. So media play. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, what a store. Oh, what a store. I spent more money than I made because I, I was believe you. Guitars, music, movies, <sighs> D&D books, collectibles. video games. What was that store? It was heaven is what it was. We would drive, Casey and I would drive an hour and a half to Buffalo just to go there because there was nothing yeah. else to do in Olean. That's where shop. I worked. That's where it was. <laughs> I might have sold you something. <laughs> even, with, even with your discount? You were spending more money? (laughs) 100%. Oh, yeah. So (laughs) I left and I came home to play that game and I was Dash Rendar and the the brain exploding all over the wall (laughs) when I was in the Battle of Hoth 
Oh, straight up like 360 floor, degrees, not a side scroller. I was actually tying up ATATs with my snow speeder. Okay. Now the book was incredible. Um, Prince Shizor just that was that was it for me. Like that was my jam. I loved shadows for this intimate session. You can be honest. You just liked how horny that guy was all the time. Uh, Prince Shizor for Princess Leia. Oh, yeah. yeah. He and you know what? He and (laughs) I had something in common. He and I had something (laughs) in common with Princess Leia. I'll tell you what. But um, regardless, that was that was wild to me. Um, I do. I will say that's my favorite thing in Legends, the Shadows of the Empire. And saying that and reading the current comics that I'm still okay with, um, you know, because it's kind of replacing Shadows right now. Um, I'm still okay with it. But but Shadows was a big deal to me, was a huge part of Star Wars to me because it was the first time I did anything outside the movies. From there, honorable mention, the Han Solo trilogy, the Hut Gambit, um smugglers something or other and then the other one <laughs> i know i got the titles really well right there um but there was the han solo trilogy where um han and this girl he loved were part of a cult and they would get high on spice all the time and she ended up overdosing and that caused han to have some like crazy like regret um and that was supposed to be like his kira in those books before like Leia, like his first love that really messed him up. Yes. Chris, you were going to say something. I, yeah. Those are the, like the original Han Solo books, right? Yes. Like the old ones. They I have, have like them. A, and there's a Lando one too. Like s- even before the EU is like splinters of mine. eye, and then those yep. books yep. and then the EU came later, but yeah, I always, it's funny um, that you even bring those books up. Wow. Those are, uh, those are wild. It, Again, another deep cut right there. <laughs> yeah. I remember reading those books and just be like, Han Solo did drugs. And like my parents and like my parents give me these books. And I'm like, I'm reading about drugs, I'm doing <laughs> drugs, mom. OK. And I was a I was a small, young, impressionable boy reading about Han Solo doing drugs with a bunch of huts in some kind of Jonestown type cult. Um, shoot first <laughs> <laughs> he did shoot first. He always shot first. <laughs> anyway, um, I would say, yeah, uh, Shares of the Empire with an honorable mention of the Han Solo trilogy. Uh, Shadows I, was something I just read this year. Did you like it? Yeah, as yes. a new reader, I want to yes. know. I enjoyed it. There were certain aspects I definitely did not enjoy. Like, I didn't like. Uh, Vader's characterization but I think that's because Vader's been so built upon he would not be one to play the games he was playing so that threw me off but like Luke Dash uh, Leia uh, Prince Sizor however you say his name it's Shizor I really liked those characters I just thought Vader's characterization felt off um, with all I know about it you know now yeah it was such an important i guess event because it was they had, they had no star wars and it was before they released the the holy trilogy in the in the theaters so it was really weird that we would get something so big and that crossed so many different like media fences like action figures and a, and a comic book that was a, com- a book. Yeah, comic yep. yeah the hildebrandt artwork i mean it was wonderful it was a wonderful time to be a star wars fan because 
I was 16 at that time. And I am the you, Jake and Rocco, who are young enough to say I was a kid when I went to the see Star Wars in a the theater for the first time. I think that's amazing. Honestly, it, it was it was some it was incredible. It was an incredible, incredible thing to be able to go to the movie theater and see slightly adulterated Star Wars at that time, <laughs> um, you know, because now it's been bastardized so many different ways and it's OK. I love Star Wars. It's whatever. But at that time, it was just the special edition and being able to see Empire in the theater was just like not many I, changes to that movie. I never knew Star Wars, A New Hope without Jabba. <laughs> <laughs> which which one that really bad one or the no it's the bad one it, it, it it's the one where they had to edit han stepping on the tail like <laughs> that was always like that but if you watch the newer versions they definitely make him look more like java oh okay but like, like in the original so one that scene wasn't even in the movie yeah no that that's what it I'm was saying. a guy I, yeah, was, I, was a, yeah, I remember dude. those i remember I, those I have, that's the only, so the, on VHS, that is the only one I have that is original is a new hope without any special edition cuts. The only one I have is a new hope. Everything else is special edition that I own. That's good because the, I'm missing Jedi. So you didn't steal it. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I tracked down uh, someone on, on uh, eBay had put all three of the original movies uncut with every kind of interview from back then, from back then, deleted scenes, like Blu-ray quality, he burned them on Blu-ray. Saw it on eBay. I was like, "Yup." And oh my god! Oh, uh, none of you, got, you have uh, mentioned the laser discs, so I know none of us are true Star Wars fans. <laughs> the NPR audio discs. drama, the, the first <laughs> audio book, is truly maybe the NPR audio drama that they did for the New Hope. Well, you guys got to understand that in 97, Star Wars was a big, big deal in my life. I was like 10 or 11, but I was just like, hey, you know, hey, dad, hey, mom, y'all just got divorced. So y'all going to give me all the Star Wars stuff I want because I'll make you feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that I want it, that I want it, that I want it. And they were all trying to outdo each other. So I got all the Star Wars stuff I wanted. It was great. The collectibles. (laughs) Some force powers. Oh, you know it. <laughs> so I want to take a turn because I, I feel like sometimes we don't discuss this on this podcast. And I wanted to have a, a different question. As Rocco's fond to say, uh, you don't like everything on the menu at the restaurant. Um, what's your least favorite content from Legends? Because it's been struck from canon at this point. I can tell you mine is the Holy Bloodline of the Skywalkers. I tried reading some of the comics that took place after um way in the future and everything is i'm so and so skywalker well i'm so and that holy bloodline stuff bothered me so much i'm glad disney is kind of doing away with it so i want to hear everyone else and we're going to change the order up moses what's your least favorite legends content well you know fortunately like i said i uh have not read much so don't have any a handful of things that I did read uh, were things I loved. So from the things that I know, I would say the holiday special, even though I still enjoy watching that in a cheesy kind of way, the way I enjoy watching the Batman TV show, you know, like I know it's cheesy. I know it's horrible, but for that next hour, I'm going to laugh my ass off at how cheesy it is. 
so, so but yeah that's that's definitely like the worst um though i haven't seen the ewok movie since i was a kid oh. and i picked those up as well as part of my star wars marathon i'm almost you know i'm halfway through clone war i'm doing everything chronologically including the ewok movies and the holiday special so I'm, I'm going to get to see the Ewok movies again. I'd love to hear back after those. Uh, We're going to have to have a, a podcast on that. <laughs> please. I just watched them both. So, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, they're awful. Anyway. So, so Rocco, <laughs> is, is the Ewok movies going to be your least favorite? No, my least favorite uh, Star Wars non-canon is Visions. Oh, I said it. No, I'm just I'm sorry. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Because um, my that's a great <laughs> the gloves are off. I didn't. I'm sorry. I just didn't like visions, but that wasn't my yeah, least you didn't favorite. Like the anime. It's not the stories. Like if I told you the stories of each one, you'd be like, "Oh, that's a cool story." Well, no, that's fair. That's actually that's very fair. Yes, I will give you that. But however, I think the one thing in in legends that I can't stand is the absolute laziness of of cloning Luke from his hand and then calling him Luke. screw you like honestly whoever wrote screw you really dude luke like come on like i didn't have an extra it was it was two years yes so so did that jedi joris cbo or something like they put an extra u in his name i think as well they they cloned i believe the emperor using cloning technology clo- and that was what was cool in that one comic where you saw luke's hand by the way um and that that brought me right there but there is one book i don't remember the book maybe chris you can help me which one dark empire i don't whichever book it was where he cloned luke from luke's hand to make oh yeah dark- no it's yeah 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 it's uh, last command there you go that, it's that's the end the of the it's a, it's a end of the zon trilogy so uh jake I'm going to call you Drake. Sorry. Drake <laughs> from State Farm. Jake from State Farm. Um, no. Um, I do agree with you. It's a little lazy. but Lazy? No. It's Timothy Zahn. You will not speak no further. Uh, listen, I love Timothy Zahn, okay? He's an, <laughs> an amazing writer, but Luke. Really, yeah. dude? The clone of Luke, you just add a U? <laughs> like, come on, man. Come on. Every so, time. Yeah, killer. killer. Star killer. Every time you say it, I'm hearing warriors come out, <laughs> come to, out play. to play. Yeah, no. Exactly. It, it was just dumb to me. I remember reading that and being like, you clone Luke. You had so many things you could have called him. Anything. You there's so many things you could have done, but you went with a W'd, not and I don't even mean the letter W, I mean two U's for Luke. That was dumb to me. I mean, I can joke and say visions because the anime, but I really think that that is my least favorite thing. My least favorite legends. You know, I'm glad it's legends. That's <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. Okay, nope. no problem there. <laughs> that that was the turning point for Disney. They're like, we're gonna we're gonna put legends into our campaign and stuff. What about Luke? Fuck it. <laughs> no, exa- right? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Chris least favorite legends content there's so much um, <laughs> that you hate from, there, well yeah i mean there, it was a tough it was a tough thing right because you would you would read maybe a trilogy and then you read another trilogy and then all of a sudden they'd be like here read 21 books that's epic like i i don't even know if i got through that honestly the new jedi order i i have no idea um there's other reasons for that but 
That was I, John Vong, right? Yes. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about the beginning of that because I liked that that whole storyline, but the very first book, I think it was the first book, they killed off Chewbacca. And you know that. what, man? If you don't have Chewbacca, what do you got? You got a bunch of humans running around, right? I mean, they're all humans. He's the only one that was there that made any kind of like, I don't know, cultural difference to the team. And they didn't so. have Lobaka replace him. <laughs> right. I, I, I will say to that point, so this was all during college, uh, like what is it, 97, 98, 99 or whatever. My roommate at the time was reading those. And so as we are in college, you know, uh, drinking and doing such, we would just hang out and he would be telling me the story. So I kind of followed around just by him telling me. And he would tell what I did like about it was how hurt Han was afterwards. Like he didn't he become like an alcoholic for a few. So I thought that was a kind of a cool turning point. There's so much trauma from it. Like there's their third child, Anakin. Oh yeah. He got, he was guilty. He felt he watches like he watches it and thinks like I could have saved him. Cause maybe that's the problem. Like he flies, he flies off because he has to fly off. And then he like regrets leaving him behind or something. If I remember. Yes. I don't, I don't exactly remember, but exactly the trauma thing is just after that, it was, he just blamed himself the whole time. Like, man, well, Disney kept Chewbacca alive and they just merchandised the hell out of him. I'm good with that because Chewbacca can be in everything and I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. Hells yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the thing. Legends is messy. So we can each bring something we don't like uh, to the realm. So moving on with Legends being messy, but struck from canon, what is something you want to see from Legends? brought to canon um i can say personally duel of the fates episode nine okay i'm just joking i don't want to see duel of the fates made canon but the snyder cut <laughs> the snyder oh, cut god uh, no what i really want to see turned canon is darth plagius the book um almost all of that could be um made into canon there's only like a few conflicts that they would have to resolve and remove from the book kind of around dooku and uh, possibly KOTOR, especially with us not knowing the status of the new game being canon or not. So changing the order again, Rocco, what's something you would like to see brought to canon? Um, honestly, you mentioned Plagueis, and I'm hoping that the Acolyte is going to um, bring that into canon. Um and it's less the the distinct and the dogma of the Plagueis book and more just Darth Plagueis. Like, give me that story of Palpatine killing Plagueis after he learns everything from him. Like, I want to see that on screen. I think that it's going to be a huge miss if Disney ignores that. And, and that's that's my opinion on that. Um, one thing, though, I would really love them to bring into canon somehow, um, just because I I adore the actor so much, is um, The Force Unleashed. Um, <clears throat> that is a cliffhanger that still haunts me. And for those of you, have, has everyone here played through both games? It's been a long time, but the yeah. Okay. Bothered me. It's been a while. The first one was so the second one ended with Vader in custody with a rebel Alliance. 
like they they had Vader in custody and you knew Vader was allowing that. Like you <laughs> knew there were like like come on. Like for real? Like come on. I want to see how that played out. And and I think that I think there is a way you could bring that into canon and make it make sense. Um, you know, you have to make alterations to it. That's fine. I'm okay with that. That's okay. But something about those games and that story with with uh, what is it? Ga- Garen Malik, Ga- Gaelic, Gaelic Mayor. What was his name? You, you're you're not off. Star Killer. No, all these Star Killer. Okay, Star Killer. Re- regardless, and and you know, I think that that was a big thing with Vader, where Vader saw a fourth sensitive child and protected him rather than murdered him. Um, I I really liked that. That was very that was wild and strange, but in such a beautiful way. I mean, sure, Vader then tortured him and tried to kill him. Gail and Merrick, yeah, Clone thank you. A bunch of times. Yeah, I mean, cloned him, tortured him, murdered him or attempted to murder him. But it was really a love hate. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's what I would say is those two things. Plagueis or Force Unleashed. And it fell at such a weird time in Sith lore because we knew about the rule of two. They yep. hadn't brought in the Inquisitors yet. Maul was dead. At the time of the game. So this was literally the only other Sith. And it was a secret apprentice. Yes. Which was super cool. And I I love the whole like Death Star situation. Where he like dives off the back of the ship. Into the Death Star. And like and like falls through it. And the whole like fighting the Emperor and Vader. I just I loved all of that. I loved how much power. You had like I was really hoping to get his power level in um, uh, what was it? Fallen Order. Um, like I was really hoping to see some of that in Fallen Order. Maybe we will in Fallen Order too. Fingers crossed. You, you were hoping to stop a Star Destroyer with the Force. <laughs> okay, listen, that was cool, and it was, it very was super cool. <laughs> it was very difficult. Um, but again, uh, Plagueis and. Uh, Force Unleashed is my two. I want to see somehow they, they bring them into canon. All right, Chris, hopping over to you. What is something that is not canon you want to turn into canon? I will start addressing what you brought up, Jake. I would like KOTOR. I think that they have a really good opportunity with this this remake to retell the story because there's things that won't add up with what they did in The Mandalorian and some other canon stories. So I really feel that this is a good opportunity to bring this into, into the canon. They've had, they have the Darth Revan uh, Star Destroyer in episode nine. You know, there's just these little hints here and there. So I would really like them to bring that in that way because there's no other way to do it. I don't want to, I, yeah, I would watch, of course, a movie, an animated, whatever, but to p- replay this game in a new light, I think that's I think that's what we're really you know, uh, looking for. So I can't wait for that. Um, you know, Tales of the Jedi would be amazing if they go back and kind of patchwork that to make it happen. And we'd love to see a movie for that. But I don't see that happening for a while just because of the High Republic. And it would just be kind of like, all right, let's which timeline are we really supposed to pay attention to here? So 
that's something maybe will just remain tales forever. Legends as Moses likes to likes this a lot of the time. So um, secondly, Force Unleashed, of course. Uh, I just think that it would be an interesting, <clears throat> it would be an easy addition to what's already going on. And I would love Sam Witwer to have, you know, a role in this, like a live. I adore him. Yeah, I adore I him. Exactly. And he's and been he, doing. He's a Star Wars fan. Like he loves doing that. He was just. Well, he's Maul's replacement. Yeah. Yes. So he's incredible. And also the voice of Darth Maul and the yeah. Emperor when he wants to be. And I mean, he's <laughs> he's great. So I'd love to see him in live action. But I have to. I have to say that you know there was somebody before the inquisitors and there was somebody before what was his name gallon merrick i'm sorry i forgot it's not ready but yeah gallon merrick all yeah. right good there was mara jade that is yes mara jade was she was babe <laughs> i'm gonna say it like i, I love like the character to bring her in at least not in the same way i mean it, it's very difficult I, I i do have one fallacy at the end but the thing about mara jade is that she has such an influential role. And even if like, she's not like the wife of Luke Skywalker, maybe they can meet in the new Republic era and mm-hmm. fall in love. And then she gets killed. And it's even a more reason why he goes off to, Oh shit. Um, to be a, to be a recluse, but yeah, that's true. You know, he was I, at the temple when Ben slaughtered everyone. Right. Or, or we get the, the sequel trilogy, special edition and <laughs> episode cut. Episode eight, it, there's like a it's like a camera pan to a, a grave site, and you just see Mara Jade's grave there. You know what I right. mean? It's like, oh, special edition, man! Right? They don't get married; they die. She dies or whatever. But have there's ways to do it. Like maybe she's an inquisitor. Even that was one of my thoughts. That was one way to bring her in. Is one of the one of the sisters? There could be more sisters. We don't know anything about i mean if they're gonna bring more quizzers into obi-wan maybe the ones we've met before but oh there's a lot of there's a lot of uh there's a lot of farming to do so that's one thing that you know i'd really love to see again i, I really liked mara jay as a character and her evolution through the eu is amazing and i know uh, just just amazing if i see a single inquisitor in the obi-wan show i'm gonna explode i'm gonna <laughs> i'm going to explode uh, just a quick note on KOTOR. It was so close to becoming canon in the Clone Wars. Dave Filoni had it scripted out that when Yoda went to uh, Korriban? Korriban. Or Moraban. Moraban. It wasn't going to be Darth Bane. It was going to be Revan and Malak. Oh. That he dealt with. I heard that, yeah. And, they, they I mean, making Bane Revan. canon... There's there's sketches of Revan like yes, in the yeah. storyboard sketches going to be Revan and Malik and it would have backdoored Kotor into canon, but we got Bane as canon officially I, there. I do like what Chris mentioned. Like the, it would be a great you know there, there's such important stories that are part of the overall world of Star Wars that are told not in the movies. You know, so you have the movies and yeah, that's the Skywalker saga, but the stories that you know the mandalorian rebels clone wars i mean clone wars again is still too much connected to the skywalker but like to me rebels and the mandalorian are completely different stories one's a cartoon one's a tv series that are so important to the lore of star wars overall mm-hmm. you know even though they're not the nine movies we know 
And so to be able to add to that giant lore, but through another medium, and like Chris said, to do that by, you know, hey, we're going to revamp Kodor, and we're going to make the minor entombments to make this canon, that would be like, it, it would make that game that much more special. Because it's just going to be like, oh, snap, this is it. This is like a big one, you know? This isn't just a joke. <laughs> well, Moses, to that point, what is something you want to see? turned into camera i mean i would i'm excited to play the new quarter like i said i hadn't played it regardless um that would have been a good addition uh you know sometimes i think you know having dash uh added would be awesome like shadows to me was awesome because it wasn't just another star wars story but it it was so connected to the to the you know what i mean it's like directly it's not like just a side story about the star Wars world, it was directly connected to Han Solo, to Leia, uh, you know, like when you played the video game and you start, like they didn't do that stuff back then that often, you know what I mean? And even now they, they try to make connections of video games and movies, but the only one that to me did it perfectly was the matrix game that literally they shot footage for. And it was just like playing along, you know, they just did a good job of tying it to the movie which so, one? The, the path of the one or no, the other one? The re, re, uh, re, oh God, with Niobe and Ghost. Yes, yes. Um, mm, like I played the like, shit out of that game. Yep, and it, and it ties directly. It, it like it goes hand by hand with the movie the entire time. And so to me, that's how both Sh- the Shadows book, the book, and the game felt. You know, like to to be able to like start and meet with Han Solo on on on, on Hoth. And then, like, you're, you're freaking going hunting and you got to fight IG-88, man. That battle in the garbage place, like, it's so... Or Mandel, yeah. Head. Like, it's just, like, I remember it was so difficult, too. Like, and I just remember it, that scene. And so, you know, having anything there, it doesn't matter what it is to, to be made canon. Um, you know, not to mention freaking Dash's uh, ship was awesome. It was another Karelian model. The Outrider. Yeah, it was a Y. It was a YT thirteen hundred. Saw it in one of the movies. Is that true? Is that a so? If you watch the special edition of New Hope, they put that model of a ship in. Right? Nobody wants to say if it's the Outrider or not. But it is. But they also put they also put a a life size model down in Disney, and they named it the ship's uh, ship's uh, call name or whatever. Not not the Outrider as well. So they're but have hope, warriors. One of the solo books has Dash Render on it as a, and so that is canon. One of the canon solo books? Yes. Oh, there we go then. I didn't I'm know that. I'm sure so if you comb through the ships over the Battle of Exegol, it's yeah. somewhere. Well, uh, yeah. What's her name? Ship is in it. Uh, the ghost. ghost is in there. The, is uh, in the Enterprise is in there. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in the background the winnebago from space balls (laughs) is in there (laughs) oh well continuing on this path we've talked about it disney when they bought it struck the eu made it legends no longer canon slowly been pulling things in uh how does everyone feel about this because i know when it happened it was this big uproar I wasn't super into Legends, so I didn't care that much. And now that I'm reading Legends content, I honestly think it was good because there's a lot of conflicting things. 
that would have been hard to put those Lego pieces together. So Chris, what are your thoughts? Um, Disney striking the EU into legends. Yeah, probably a good one to start this. <laughs> um, you know, honestly, I didn't like it at first. I was just, I was kind of, as a fan who had spent the last, I don't know, 30 years buying, reading books, buying comics, buying whatever, and just, you know, totally getting into that world. But then at the end of the day, I'm a mature person, so I can separate myself from that and say, what what would be good for everybody? So that's really what I think about Disney. It's like the best thing you could ever do was start anew. And they did a great job at first. <laughs> at first. And I loved Rebels. And I was reading the books. And I was into the comics. And I, I was loving it. And it became a lot. You know, it, it was a Disney bombardment. But honestly, like I said, it's it's more about how are you going to attract fans for the future? I mean, a lot of people are like, it's hard to get into something if it's already 30 years of lore. It's hard to get into comic books. There's so many jump on, like jumping on points in comics now to make you want to get into it. And it's not hard and it's easy to look back and, and, and get into continuity. But if you're going to create a whole new universe, it was like what they did with Marvel. There's plenty of sweaties out there who are going to argue that you can't do this with Dr. Strange because you can't do this power or whatever, you know? So I don't care if you're going to tell a good story. That's the point. And that's the problem where they dipped and now they're back on track. And now that they're bringing in more EU stuff and making all of the fan base happy, except for, you know, the one third that we don't like, I'm happy because star Wars is, is something that was, man, I mean, it was, years in between i mean even like the just originally the movies were three years apart you know for the people that were watching in the theaters and then we we grew up in like the aftermath of that so just watching it in tv and that was all we had you know and like you guys said those those excellent ewok movies and and whatnot beautiful (laughs) but that's it you know it's just like you have to be able to just if you love something you have to also be able to let it go that's my wise words of the game. And it's not like it's gone completely. You can get that Legends content. And right. in a quick shameless plug, DFAT's own Listen Up Casuals, the two hosts here, will be uh, entertaining me to talk about Thor and my jumping on point, Jason Aaron's run of that comic book series. And we'll be doing a topless. Cannot wait. Yes. Oh, it's going to be yes. so fun. It's going to be so fun. Yeah, no, I mean... The books you sent me, I, I've been like, so I got really into the old, old Legends content, like Tales of the Jedi, KOTOR, and they did this run explaining how the Jedi Order first started, and they brought in the Rakata in it. Um, it was like 10,000 years before um, episode four. And trying to fit those three together is like, huh this makes no sense like they have space age technology and lightsabers ten thousand years ago but by tales of the jedi they're in like ancient egypt with swords and that takes place (laughs) six thousand years or five thousand years after and then within a thousand years they're at kotor i'm a cyclical man come on you know this it it makes it's kind of hard to piece together uh 
Moses, your thoughts. Um, I, I liked it. I, I, you know, like I said, I, I was never able to, to read all those and they're still there if I ever, you know, retire and want to get into reading them. But to me, uh, Disney starting over made me feel like, oh, I can jump on board now. I finally have time. Of course, I never did, <laughs> even with the new stuff. I mean, I picked and choose now, you know, like I, I wrote, I read um, um, Ahsoka's book and uh, Kanan's book, freaking New Dawn, you know what I mean? So I, I was, a, you know, I, I, but I still feel like I was more part of the beginning here or part of, you know, it's starting over versus like, all right, there's 500 books that I have not really known anything about. Not to mention, I do, from my conversations with my, you know, my roommate back then, he would always point out inconsistencies between stories and stuff. And I feel like there was that benefit back then, whether, I mean, I, I'm assuming it was George Lucas who just said, do your thing, enjoy, you know, like Disney probably has a much tighter hold on. You can't do anything now there, you know, books are spitting out left and right. And I feel like Disney's trying to keep a better control on what's, you know, everything that's coming out has to fit in Canon, give or take probably like some, some fixings and stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I was glad about that. Um, and I, I also like the fact that they are bringing legends in. Um, you see them with them, with even the, the smallest things like, you know, episode seven, when they get to Maz's castle, there's like Crimson Dawn's flag and the Mandalorian flag and all these flags. And that's just like, all right, they're not like saying these things didn't exist. They're just going to bring them in and, and you see it come in and I've quoted this in almost freaking every Star Warriors podcast we do. But to me, unless something is contradicting it in canon, then it's part of the history. Like until it gets contradicted and like Ahsoka, like I love Ahsoka's line where she's just like, eh, there's always truth in legend. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like Filoni did that on purpose. Like he wrote that oh, line. Oh, yeah. And he's like he grew up with legends, you know. And so and he used that word on purpose you know and and you see that as it's coming in and you know it's like i one of the books i i have here that i want to read is is you know uh about plagueis and it that line again from the third movie is is just like oh the tragedy of and i've always wanted to and um you know now it's not considered canon but like you said you know you read it you said there's a couple items that that would need to be fixing. And I'm like, as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to read that. That's canon until they tell me otherwise. That book is absolutely amazing. And it's like three lines at the end around Dooku that don't fit current canon. Yeah. Almost everything else in that book could easily fit into canon. Guess, so, it, you know, you guys know the, um, speaking of Dooku, you know, those little neighborhood libraries. Yeah. I found this in it. Grabbed it yesterday. <laughs> I assume this is uh, Legends now? It's Legends. Yeah, yeah it is. It's Legends yeah. now? But yeah, Cloaks of Deception. Nice. You know, Moses, I think you make a, a valid point and with Disney and what they're doing now. They almost didn't learn their own lesson. They struck EU because it was too hard to fit together. Then they had Chuck come in right aftermath, kind of ignored it in the sequel trilogy, didn't actually have a storyboard making everything fit in the sequel trilogy. And now they're like, oh no, 
we need to work together to make <laughs> canon work. And like High Republic is apparently having these like huge meetings with all the writers to make sure that they are all on That's track. Key, man, I mean, look at Marvel. It, it, even the, the and when they do fit together, even the smallest thing builds the world, builds the story, you know. And I don't mind the occasional change. Like, I don't know why you would do it, but you know, the, the way when you see Kanan as a kid, uh, to like what happens to him in the book in New Dawn versus how he started off, or not the book, it was the comic book about mm -hmm. uh, Kanan, um, First Blood versus like the opening of uh, Bad, Batch. Bad Batch, right? Yep. So there's my new difference. Yeah. But there, you know, then you got Obi-Wan's line, you know, it's just like, eh, it's all from a certain point of view. Yeah, I mean, the, the main event is there. Take it as you will. See, Very true. I, I think it's interesting you bring up like a story group because they have a story group. And that's one of my biggest frustrations with it, with even in canon, they would make these books. And I started around the last Jedi time and the books that led into that, like the Phasma book. And then they totally like just, throw phasma down a you know into the into the fiery depths of the of the star Wars. but i just got really frustrated and then the book that led into into episode nine. Oh, rise of resistance the book like, that was totally not written for the movie that came out right <laughs> right exactly and it's just like some of the choices made during that very small block of time seem like i don't know like somebody threw a grenade at them and they just scattered i it was very frustrating as as somebody who wanted to continue to read the books and and absorb this new storyline and and buy into it that I faltered and I just I stopped and I got really frustrated and it was Dave Filoni and John Favreau that saved it for me honestly like episode nine I could sit here and be like yeah it's a good movie but I don't I don't care it's just it's very frustrating to see it get to that point where they didn't know who to please. Or what story to tell and they change things and cause this ruckus and that kind of political bullshit just makes me really mad because you had something going and you could have just continued doing something great but they're back on track honestly in my opinion. in addition I, I, to that like I, I feel like they overemphasize the secrecy of it all like that yeah. was like part of their thing and so like you know if someone's writing the story which is like the bridge between eight and nine all right so what happens in nine i gotta fit it in this book we can't tell you <laughs> like you know you, you're gonna you're gonna uh, they, they were too focused on that secret and you know disney does it good you know we saw baby yoda grogu kind of secret that thing blew all our minds but yeah they need to learn to balance secrecy and continuity like and we, we've said this quote a bunch of times where like the prequels were great trilogy bad movies and the sequels at least to me were like great movies bad trilogy yes um Yes, I, I find it interesting talking about canon for a moment. It seems like Disney's going back to the building blocks of their canon and aftermath. It just keeps getting more and more important in canon now. Three books that kind of were ignored, but super interesting now seem to be the building blocks of canon. It's also kind of we'll go back to legends. They immediately went into build out the whole new Republic era. Like it was just, that was every story in succession. This now that we have a big gap of story time within the new Republic and 
we only have episode seven in some of the books that happened before it. And um, <laughs> as I knocked the toys off the shelf, um, Jesus, so animated. Um, but that's I. I'm really excited to see what they do, and I'm I'm glad that they're going to be telling the New Republic stories under this new, you know, guidance. Rangers and all that stuff. Well, I mean, now Filoni's uh, pretty much overseeing it all, right? Story-wise, what's his official position? I I am so excited to hopefully see the broken Republic that helped lead to the rise of the First Order. Because it's not like the Emperor fell and the Republic was suddenly there. It was a very, like, you had the Confederacy and the Republic then you had the empire and then you had like 20 different political systems happening all at the same time, including uh, Chuck set up a pirate ship that was an independent government floating through space. Jesus. Like it, it was amazing. So that's canon though. That's a different discussion. So Rocco, your thoughts, EU becoming legends. Well, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to start here. Um, what I loved, first of all, I love that Disney did this because I felt it was their way of saying we're doing our own thing, but we're still going to respect what was written and what was done previously. So, number one, I'm going to say that off the top. Number two, if you look at real life, you know, we have legends ourselves. You know, we have the legends of Hercules, the legends of. Zelda. Um, there you go, Legend of Zelda. <laughs> no, um, the legends of you know all oh, yeah, these like characters and Beowulf. legends in our own Beowulf and our own world, right? And our world is very large. So you take a movie and a movie series that is so large that it actually has legends of itself. It actually has its own legends it, it, that aren't part of its actual story. A world so big that it has stories of which characters that live within that world would say are legend. Rocco, if I may. Yes. Really quick. uh, Do you think this is just a money making scheme by Dr. Elfra? She wrote all these um, historical books that are Star Wars legends uh, and they're completely fake archaeology that uh, she's selling. I mean, it, anything's possible in Star Wars because it's so large. Dr. Aphra could be high on spice writing all kinds of stories. Good for her, honestly. But no, I, I, I think that for me, I really love that Disney's doing this. I love seeing that they're still they still have this content and it's still being available. Like it, I would be mad if Disney said, sorry, this content's not available anymore. It's just gone. You're just like, well, that sucks. But the fact that they still do exist just under the moniker of legends for me, if you want to read legends, because that's what you like, read it. If you want to read the new canon, read it. I don't care, but but everyone gets to enjoy it. And I think that that's what Disney did right. So, yeah, I'm perfect. I'm good with it. I'm happy about it. Good. It expands the world. It makes the world larger. We get two different stories, but one is a legend and one is the true story. And I think it just makes Star Wars that much bigger. And it makes me love it that much more. And that's all I have to say about that. 
<laughs> and I say freaking I love how Wikipedia has like the canon or yes. non-canon click so you can see and compare. <laughs> I find that so like helpful. Like, oh, oh, look, he existed from Legends too. And you could sometimes, you know, you get those. It's awesome. <laughs> I hope the it's... Disney writers are using that as their canon Bible to be like, wait a second, what happened in canon again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Chris, did you have a point? No, I was just going to mention how I looked up Captain Panaka the other day, and his story is really messed up in, in Legends and then different in canon, but nobody wants to hear about that. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> so to wrap it up today, uh, Disney's now giving us new Legends content. We got Visions, um, anime inspired by Star Wars, and even at the end of every episode says inspired by george lucas's story or something along those lines it does not it is purely not canon content um to that point what do you think of disney now releasing new legends content and do you think visions is their what if brand and we will see more visions content outside of the anime world will they even potentially go through and take that classic gold banner that's sitting on things now with the word legends and rebrand legends as visions. What are your thoughts on what Disney might be planning with visions outside of that one series? Uh, Moses. I don't think so. I feel like they might do more stuff and they might name it something else. I think visions, while it does kind of have that, what if feel to it, was more of uh, an expression, not only it's, it wasn't just telling different what if stories, it was also an expression of these creative uh, agencies, you know what I mean? And, and in this case, it was all these, you know, Japanese animation studios and, and each one was different style, different tone, different feel, different vibe. And it was just a, 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 an artistic expression, which I think suits the name visions kind of thing. Now I wouldn't be surprised if they do some more quote unquote visions. Maybe they do visions with like a different style, other anime. Maybe they do like short stories, like live action. But I think as a whole visions represented a mix of what if stories with how they're visually told versus where what if is just the story, you know, and what if on Marvel side is, you know, it's a, animation on tv it's a cartoon on tv but it's also a comic book you know what i mean it's just oh what if this happened and it fits marvel a lot easier too because marvel deals with as dc does with the parallel universes and you can do that you know what i mean and that's why i think it's easier it was easier for disney to kind of do what they wanted to with their marvel with their mcu because now it's just like oh this is this universe's story and while it might differ from the spider-man of the comic or the doctor strange of the comic you know in all technicality that still exists within that story in a different parallel dimension we haven't seen that in star wars i I don't i hope they don't do that i don't want to i don't want parallel dimensions in star wars i think star wars is big enough where that shit is going to get convoluted um but I would not mind seeing more side stories of not legends. I like 
I think legends should stay what they are. They should represent the books that were written before Disney took over. And they are, you know, as, as Rocco said, they're legends of this world that's become so big. It literally has its own mythology. Um, and, but visions and whatever else they want to do, I think it would, would be awesome. Like I'm a, I'm a fan of anime. I'm a, one of the things I loved about star Wars is it's influence from the samurai culture and the samurai storytelling. Um, and to see some of those episodes, like straight up samurai stories, I freaking was so like, I was just enthralled. Um, and to, so whether they, they make more of the, that samurai influence ones, or maybe they do some other ones. Like I, I loved how like Mando, had the, the the kind of western feel like remember the episode with uh soka like that I was, was just straight gonna, up i'm gonna west. say They're that like yeah. gunslingers right there and so to don't forget s- there's not much difference between samurai movies and westerns either there's that too right yeah, so, true. so to, to see those taking place whether you want to put them part of canon or say okay we're going to do a small series it's going to be live action but it's going to be you know what i mean like give it a twist give it what makes this set of stories its own set just like you know visions was anime i'd love to see more of that so you get creators to tell their own stories put them in the groups that they belong to may you know maybe these are side stories maybe there's but yeah i, I definitely want to see that but stay away from parallel universes i mean it, it we're already you know walking that thin line with with rebels and the and the the world between worlds yeah. and that's more of a time thing um and, and and we're stepping very wearily around it, but I, I think that's a, that's a, that's as close as we should get with that. Moses, two things before we go over to Rocco. Uh, first of all, is everyone here caught up on uh, what if? Thumbs yes, up? I three am. or four episodes. What, right. what day is it? Tomorrow's the last episode. Okay, yeah, I no, I'm caught up. Oh, okay. Uh, Moses, do you mind the most tiniest spoiler? Uh, maybe i can mute you just give me a thumbs up okay we're gonna mute you for just a second mustafar and yes felucia is oh my god okay that that's all all right uh on the other note you know (laughs) with you don't listen to this podcast uh (laughs) or get caught up on what if tonight yeah i'll get caught up i'll get come on now three episodes behind you have nothing else to do with you bringing up the world between worlds now all i imagine is each visions episode starting with uh jeffrey wright like in a galaxy far far away in a jedi temple there are mirrors that see alternate dimensions <laughs> these are their stories and then it's like a mirror showing popping up to show us that yeah. vision story as like the watcher in star wars <laughs> uh, instead it's the the father or whatever with the-, the father <laughs> All right. yeah Rocco, uh, what what are your thoughts? Like, do you think Visions becomes a brand? Is this Star Wars what if? Or are we going to continue getting these types of stories, even if they're out of anime? As a Star Wars fan, I'm always going to want to see more Star Wars. Um, I think the point was already made very well by Moses. I I don't want Star Wars to get into alternate dimensions. It's going to get too convoluted. We're already, we already have Legends. We already have Canon. That's fine. We'll leave it there. Visions obviously is legends, not canon. My opinion is of legends. Unfortunately, it's I'm sorry, of visions. It's very difficult for me to get into anime because I just don't like it. I don't like it. 
and no. I don't understand it. And I liked that it was Star Wars and that was cool. But like as soon as the translations and the animation, I don't enjoy it. I have I, I get no enjoyment out of it. Um, so if, if Star Wars wants to keep going that way with anime selections, that's fine because I like to bring people into Star Wars. So if anime is going to be your way to get into Star Wars, great. That's fine. You can enjoy it. And like I said before. I get why people like anime. Like I can respect that as an art form. It is a piece of art, but it's like when I go to the museum of modern art here in Rochester and I don't fucking know what's on the wall and I don't like it, but I get it like, okay, you like it, dude. That's fine. Good. Like it. That's, I don't think you're a bad person for liking it. I just don't. As for what if, you know, I'll go to, you know, what's his name from an idiot abroad, Carl, you know, do we need it <laughs> is what he always says. Like he sees a strange animal and he always says, do we need it? Like, you know, <laughs> and, and it, it's the same thing I think about like star Wars. What if do we need it? We have so much star Wars content. Just give me what's give me Obi-Wan. Give me Andor. give me a Stoka. Give me, give me that. I, I don't need a what if on top of it. If you want to add more legends, cool. But why? I mean, the world is so big. You can easily tell a story that's on the other side of the galaxy that literally could have nothing to do with anything. And it could still be canon, technically. Like, as yes. long as it's within the rules of the galaxy. Isn't yes. that what Ryan Johnson, his trilogy is supposed to be? It's supposed to be like completely the unknown regions in the chest. I've always had... I've always had this vision and, and not to be confused with visions. I've always had this vision and I, I talked to Ruben about this and it fell off. And the reason it fell off, it was my fault. Um, and Ruben, if you're listening, I'm sorry for that. Um, but I had this idea of a, a story of a family, an affluent family on Coruscant that were shipbuilders that owned a shipbuilding company and that the family were were there during the fall of the Republic and the rise of the empire. And one of the children of this family, because they were, you know, young adults, the children, one of them was a supporter of the Jedi, not believing that they could be um, traitors. And then the other child being a bootlicker, uh, Imperial lives matter kind of guy. And and that's that dichotomy and the parents just being like, well, we're shipbuilders. Maybe they maybe they own quad drive yards. I don't I don't know. I mean, and, you know, going that route of something very like um, personal to one family torn by the fall of the Republic and the rise of the empire. And I think that that would be a really cool story to tell. And I think that that could be canon. That doesn't have to be legends. And. Again, these just, just like you said, there could be a story across the galaxy that could be told. It's such a what do we need more legends for? I love the legends we have. I love them. Let's keep let's keep those. But let's make more canon. And that's that's my opinion. And I don't consider visions legends. I consider them non-canon. To me, the label legends is literally pre-Disney stories. Like That's fair. I'd say that's fair. Yeah. You know, like I don't, so, I see, yeah, though it's visions is definitely not canon, but it, I don't consider it legends per se. I think like legends is what I love the way you described it. You know, like 
it is what it is. It's like the mythology and the legends that Star Wars had built up until now. Yeah. So yeah. Disney, hear us. KOTOR needs to be canon. Don't make it legends. Uh, <laughs> yes. Q, Rocco, just a quick question. I know you don't like anime, but even the duel, probably the least anime one, more like a black and white movie. You yeah. couldn't get into that one. Was even? that the first one? That was yeah, the very first one. one. Okay. So like I, what I was intrigued by was the idea of a Sith killing other Sith. Okay. I was, it was intriguing. And when he pulled his lightsaber out and it was also red, I was like, Ooh, okay. All right. Let's see what's going on. But the umbrella saber. Okay. Do, do we need it? No. <laughs> like, did did oh, we, we need got it. Ilo saber with a hilt? Yeah. Do we did, need did that it? Makes sense. Yeah. Like Me. I didn't like, you know, and I know I brought this up. If you get a chance, I don't know where you can stream it, but watch an idiot abroad. If you like Ricky Gervais, um, make sure you watch an idiot abroad. They send Carl out. Uh, he's a curmudgeon and uh, they send him out to do fun things. Um, but he always says, do we need it? And that's how I look at everything. And the umbrella saber. That's how I thought of it. But no, the duel. Listen, it was probably the it was probably the thing I liked most. OK, I mean, it was the best episode and they put it first. So, y- yeah. And everything was downhill from there. Like, like, what was it? Tatooine. I love that one. Did you? It was I mean, a pleasant was surprise. Kind of, it was some of the worst of the series. Oh, the no twins. Way. No me. way. Yeah, the twins, twins was, was the worst. Really? I didn't. Mind I the, thought I twins was best. Like, I didn't mind it that much. Twins was stuck in the Skywalkers. So stuck why, in the Skywalkers. Why, why was stupid? Way? See, that, to, why to me, the twins was the what if. The twins were okay. What All if right. they were raised? The twins two, was the one. Let me let me star destroyers right. merged well, with we a got a Luke, star cannon. We got the Luke. What if in the Lego thing with the terrifying tales, and that was great. The 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 Wookiee. Oh, I don't want to hear it. I, I haven't watched it yet. All right, the Wookiee paw. Just that's okay, it. Well, that's all I gotta say. The cut your paw. Wookiee okay. paw off. Final thing before Chris fills us out here. Uh, <laughs> what fills us out? What did I what I sign up for? I didn't drink. <laughs> I didn't drink enough yet. Just <laughs> to fill me out. I don't know why I said that. I don't know either. It's, okay. he's it's all right. Listen, he's a good looking man, but I need a little more of this. <laughs> Final thing before Chris wraps us up. Let's say uh, we did almost get, and I, Chris, you didn't know about this when I told you. We almost did get a what if in the video games. Um, the original run of Battlefront, Battlefront 3, the plan was going to be a what if universe with Anakin being raised as a Sith, being turned to the light side by Palpatine, and being a Jedi. And Luke was going to be a Sith being raised by Obi-Wan now. And it was going to be a complete flip on the alignment of everyone. So we did almost get what if with Battlefront 3. I still, the concept arts are amazing. And I would have loved to see it because like Sith Mace Windu looks super sick. It looks really cool. So it, all the Jedi are basically Sith. Yeah, it's a. Yoda's I'll Sith. try to find the article on it so you can see the concept art. It's really nice. cool. I, um, I, I gotta say, it, it, the people that are hanging on for Mace Mace Windu is dead. That's enough. I'm telling you, the only enough. way we get Mace Windu is now after. Um, That's enough. Bad Batch. We're gonna get clone Mace Windu as the first Force clone in 
like the Thrawn universe because this is established uh, from Legends originally. Well, this is how we get Mace Windu. It's not going to be a living Mace. Season finale of Bad Batch, like freaking, they sunk the cloning facilities. Like we're done. But with then it. they took the main cloning person to Mount. I forget what it's called. Which I think that's what connects to Grogu, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and it's going right. to connect to Grogu and all that. I think if we get a mace, it's going to be a very like Navarro. But Nav- that see, sounds right. That's I the plan. Like that, yeah, they're creating loopholes now because, like, I, one of the importance I feel like of Grogu was the fact that he was the first force sensitive. Oh, even though we don't even know he's, if he's not a clone, clone though. Because no, he was at the temple. He was saved from You're the right. temple. I want to know who saved him. Give me that. He was in R2 the entire time. (laughs) No, it it was the Wookiee Jedi from the building the lightsaber episode of the Clone Wars because I don't want that Wookiee Jedi dead. Listen, if Mace is alive in any way, shape, or form, you have destroyed what Anakin did to become Darth Vader, period. Mace Windu needs to stay dead. A you mean cloned, a taking care of all the little kids wasn't enough of a reason? Mace is the... <laughs> well, Mace was but step one. All right. Much larger discussion around Mace <laughs> Windu to happen. Could be its own episode. He's dead. Enough. Chris. Jake, Jake, I love your idea. It's Windu <laughs> with two eyes, though. Remember. Or Mace with two A's. No, Mace. It's, it's got a random U. It's Don't got a do it to me. Mayus. Mayus Don't do it Windu. to me. Don't Windu. do it to me. I won't. All right. Ace. Let me, uh, let me fill us out here. Um, like a oh, you fill me out. Um, <clears throat> where are we? Listen, if you guys want to really, really read a great what if tale about Star Wars, it's called Infinities. It was written under the Dark Horse, uh, you know, publishing during the Legends. It retells the trilogy. It retells how everything. So it's a really neat story. It's three. I don't know how. I think it's three comics, but it might be more. Maybe three, like three five parters. But go check it out if you want to read a what if tale. I don't want any what ifs in Star Wars. You know, there's no need for it at this point. Yeah, Marvel's Marvel has stories for decades decades that they built into the mcu and now they can play around with that stuff yes that's it that's it um Mm -hmm. so with visions i agree with you guys it's it it should remain visions it i love the anime aspect i'm surprised it took this long to get like official anime for star wars uh if you go on youtube and stuff you'll see some great some great stuff made by fans but never ever was it made for you know in legends so very happy. I hope they continue visions, but I would rather see anthologies. Like you want to go tell stories. It's like y'all said, it just the stories are there. There's other places to tell stories. Let's get away from the central, the central main story. We can always, you know, we're always going to tell stories there regardless. There's always going to be books and 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 other things and and shows and plenty plentiful stuff. Uh, but you know, if we're going to do these other shows. Let's just make them in canon, but anthologies. See, there's a couple of those vision episodes that I like that could easily have been like, yeah, this is on the outside the outskirts. They can still, you know, there, there's nothing. I mean, outside of some of the lightsaber like katana bend or whatever, but which was an artistic kind of uh, add on, I think some of those stories can could have easily just been like, oh, that technically can be considered canon or 
on your point, like you can make these stories. You can focus me like, you know what? This is good. Let's tweak it here. So it doesn't ruin Canon takes place out here. doesn't even involve anything like do your thing. Like that's why I'm, I'm kind of interested in reading that Ronin book. Um, yeah, me too. I want to see where I'm they're going to go with that. Interested in that. I got the poem version, uh, the Epic poem version yep. of Ooh. episode four that's through great. six. That looks, I read like the first three pages. It's very interesting. Um, huh. But yeah, I'm glad that. Oh, bam, right there. Is inspired by, but you're right. Like, there's only two episodes, I think, that like straight out of mind, I'm like, those could not be canon at all, those stories. Like, and it's the twins is one of them, Hmm. but like everything else, like the duel could have been taking place during the Sith Wars. Like, there's all time frames where it could fit. I'm just glad it's not. Like, I, and I, kind of hope visions does continue but not as the what if but more like bring in different artists to yeah. give us inspired star wars inspired stories star wars adjacent like to be honest i'd love a medieval star wars inspired story under the visions uh tag Dude, give, something give me- Hanna Barbera vision series. Oh, yes. School cartoons we grew up on. Give me something. That animation, dude. Old Republic with the Nihil being Vikings invading like (laughs) England as the High Republic. Like, I want some Batman the animated series, Star Wars, like just the serious, dark, angry, (laughs) freaking. For one reason, my mind hopped to Adam West super campy batman <laughs> star wars we have that it's called the holiday special <laughs> there, you go. Oh, there you go isn't, a, <laughs> isn't there a wookie watching porn or someone in the holiday special no that's they're watching that music video and, oh, and she's yeah. like the special guest but it's a very erotic video if i may say <laughs> extremely um, erotic i you know just just the you know wrap up what i was saying it's just this the end the idea of anthology storytelling i there's you know we're all stuck in this episode by episode you know we got we got to tell a whole story over eight episodes or whatever these huge arcs i would love to go back to old you know more old school uh, tv storytelling where we just sit down for 45 minutes we watch a story and it's over you know and i think they could do great live action uh stories in an anthology series and you guys all mentioned we don't want to see we would rather see something grow the universe than retell it. So that's, I'll, I'll end with that. So Disney, this is our pitch for mm. tales of the wills, the anthology star Wars series. I, I think that we, do you guys remember, and this is obviously legends now, do you remember the horror series that was almost like goosebumps, but within the star Wars universe, and the covers of the books were like holographic. They were like holographic, like a holographic Pokemon card. And I remember I went to Disney and I had Disney World and I had brought a bunch of these books. I must have been 13. And there was like, you know, zombie stormtroopers. There was like vampire Sith. And it was it was like purposely like it was, they were like Goosebumps books, but they were. For young for young people like middle to high schoolers, and they were set in the Star Wars universe, 
And I would love if, you know, outside of Lego, it's terrifying tales um, that they would actually do some horror in Star Wars. You know, I, I think that that would be super cool. What was the name that. of that? Yeah. What was the name of that? Oh, there was a Legends book that was about zombie stormtroopers. There was one horror book. Oh, yeah. Man. But it was the adult ones. I Oh man, shoot. I'd have to look that up. I, I just I just remember that and I think that would be super cool to have, you know, uh you know, Mike Flanagan, um, because I'm just loving everything Batman pumps out to do uh, a horror related Star Wars uh, something horror in Star Wars. That would be that would be incredible. Um anyway, that's just my opinion. The book is called Death Troopers. I thought that was it, but then I was like, are the Death Troopers from the new canon? I don't know. It's Death Rogue Troopers. One, yeah. It has like a stormtrooper helmet on a meat hook. And by the way, if you haven't watched Lego's terrifying tales in Star Wars, watch it. Just watch it. It's yeah, good. Man. It's good. My kids loved it and I loved watching it with them. Well, Scott Snyder of American Vampire touching Star Wars with a horror series would be amazing. With that, don't get me excited. Star Warriors, it's been fun talking about legends. Always. Uh, yes, sir. Everyone have a great night and go out and enjoy some Star Wars content.